Thank you for joining us for live paranormal radio. From the paranormal to the unexplained, it all happens here. It all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in our live video chat 24-7 with our live paranormal radio show hosts and other like-minded people. Live. Paranormal.com, the only interactive social chat room supported by Full Interaction Media. Stop by now and join the fun. Stop by now and join the fun. It's Raising the Vibration right here on the live Paranormal Radio Network. I'm your host, Sheena Metal. I'm a psychic medium. I'm an interface minister. I'm a 27-year talk radio host, and this is Haunted Playground. It's uh, Raising the Vibration. Raising the, I, also, I also do Haunted Playground on Wednesdays, and sometimes I get confused. Uh, Raising the Vibration is an offshoot of a movement of peace and love and kindness and unity that I founded in 2016 to carry on my mom's teachings, both spiritual and humane, after her passing. This show is about ascension. It's about evolvement. It's about inspiration, and it's about love. It's about uh, what are you doing to raise your own vibration? Um, how is that leading to your overall spiritual involvement? How are you using that involvement to inspire others? And then lastly, how are you using it to put love into the world? This is the show where I gather the brightest and the most beautiful minds and hearts and souls in the spiritual community, the paranormal community, the artistic community, the nonprofit community, all my communities, and we talk about what are you doing to make the world a better place, what's your passion, and what's your service. And it's always an honor to have uh, this guest on the show. She was the first guest when I brought Raising the Vibration over here to the Live Paranormal Radio Network last year. Uh, She was also the first guest on my Haunted Playground show when I brought it over here to the Live Paranormal Radio Network last year. Um, She's a wonderfully talented speaker and author and humanitarian and spiritual being and ufologist and paranormal survivor and all kinds of good things. You know her from her books, uh, House of Darkness, House of Light, the, the true story of the film The Conjuring that her family story uh, is that film, and she's just a fantastic, wonderful being, and I'm always happy to be here with her. Please welcome to the show the wonderful Andrea Perrin is here. How are you, my friend? It's wonderful to hear your voice. Oh, it's so wonderful to hear yours, too. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Um, what a life we're having, huh? Pretty intense. I don't <laughs> Mark was kind of like someone hit me in the crotch with a hatchet. I'm not quite sure what the end. You know, I, I wish that you could try to be just a little bit more, you know, precise and a little more graphic in your detail of, you know, the way things, you know, you know, your perspective on life, how you feel approached by outer stimuli, you know, that type of thing. If you could just be a little more succinct in your descriptions, I think exactly. it would help your listening or audience enormously. Yeah, I've never been accused of this in my life, Annie. That is for absolute sure. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, uh, 
Um, I don't know. I think it was because, you know, interestingly enough, and we haven't really talked about this. I haven't had you here in a couple months. The, the day that the Pluto return hit its epiphany. Uh-huh. And Pluto is in our chart is how we wrestle with the darkness within, right? And the darkness yeah. outside. Yeah. Um, was the day that Russia attacked the Ukraine. The it last happened to time, me too. The yep, last time it was that February Pluto exact, right? The last time that Pluto had been in that exact spot was July fourth, nineteen seventy seventeen seventy six. So mm-hmm. the day we signed the Declaration of Independence, Pluto was right there, and then not again until that day. And that was pretty much when I felt like everything in the world just shifted. And I know war is hell, and I know this war is terrible, and I know there's the atrocities, and we could go on this hour, and we won't. But it wasn't We can't because then I'll just that. cry all over you from 3,000 miles yeah. away, babe. Right. Oh. We don't need that, sweetie. It wasn't no, we really don't. It was a a shift everywhere in humanity, and it I was. suddenly felt very uncomfortable being on the earth. And I yes, I me had too. problems in life. I had people attack me. I mean, it was like the it was like the zombie apocalypse, right? The negative people yeah. turned into zombies. And, and the positive people were like survivors trying not to get eaten by the zombies. I mean, it really yeah. became overwhelming to the point where a couple of times I went to Facebook and just posted, like, I'm dying. Uh, I need some prayers, which I almost never do. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard because there are two kinds of – well, there are, there are three kinds of people in the world. Um there are people who are just dark and we can't do anything about them. There are people right. who carry a lot of negativity, sadness, and insecurity within them. And those people are very vulnerable to darkness. And then there are people yeah. who understand there is darkness and negativity, people like you and me, Annie, people that understand it's there and that we sort of have decided to spend our lives picking up our broadsword and being the dragon slayers. But, right. but we tend to, like, move forward through the negativity. When negative things happen to me, like, for instance, I lost a very dear friend during this thing for almost no reason. Just turned on me. I said something that this person didn't like, and then it was days of vile text messages. No apology was good enough. I apologized a million times. I probably shouldn't have, maybe once, but a million it still wasn't good enough that it went to Facebook and, oh, this person, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I didn't turn around and treat other people badly because something happened to me. But there are people who have a deep-seated negativity and darkness within them, and they also have deep-seated insecurity and unhappiness. And when something happens to them in their personal life, they take yeah. out those around them. And, yes. Um, I, there has been so much of that, and I just feel like it's been a pie in the face every day, only the pie is filled with porcupine quills. You know, <laughs> there's more vagueness yeah. for you. You know what I mean? I, I know, honey, like, I do. And then April opened up, and it seemed much better. 
but now we're getting to the middle of April, and I notice this week things are getting a little funky again. And I feel it with my clients and what they're going through with people in their lives. And it's just kind of a time to, um, you know, as my mommy used to say, take a tranquilizer and have a coconut cream pie. You know what I mean? It's yeah, just, the whole pie. Yeah, not a piece of pie. Where severe depression and anxiety when it got really bad. She was like, honey, I'm going to take a tranquilizer get a coconut cream pie, pull a blanket up over me, and watch musicals until it goes away. And that's yes. kind of how I felt this last time. It's interesting that you have yeah. felt the same way. And, I, and like I said, we are living under the umbrella of this invasion, which is very scary and very terrible. But it's not just that. It's, it's this, no, it's this it's thing not. that I think it's is It's a foreboding of things to come. Right. I think yeah. what caused Putin to pick this time to do it is this this flare up of the negativity from this Pluto return and people's reaction to it, you know? People don't spend a lot of time thinking about the negativity within themselves. They spend most of the time like la 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 acting like things don't exist, right? Because they want to they don't want to think about things inside themselves that maybe aren't too pretty. And then they just build up and build up and build up and build up. And then they erupt and they explode and they into anger, into tears, into uh, like this, this flood of emotion is coming through people. You know, I just started um, a new show on KGRA. It's just an hour. Uh, on Monday evenings from 6 to 7 Eastern. So it's like in the middle of the day out, out west with you. But, um, yeah. you know, people can pick it up on my um, my YouTube channel, and I'm doing it with a, a former evangelical pastor, um, Jeff Turner, who I am dear oh. friends with, and he's just a wonderful man, and we're addressing some spiritual issues. And I got so much, Just we just did our premiere episode this past Monday evening, and um, oh my God, it triggered a deluge of tears, you know, and, and we've put this together as a refuge for people to just be able to go and, and just chill for an hour and kind of get their head screwed back on straight or, you know, take something from it, or if nothing else, just sit there quietly and listen and, you know, just stop all the madness and just, you know, pause for a, a little while and just listen to the music and the magic and the meditation and the, you know, and there's just nothing else like it out there. And Jeff and I have this unique, um, like sponge-like effect on each other. I can feel what he's feeling. I absorb him. He absorbs me simultaneously. And so uh, what came out of it was something really magical, and I'm so pleased. Um, it is uh, It is what I feel that I must do. It is an imperative. It is an urgency, a sense of urgency to do something positive in a world that is so dark, there is no mistaking the fact that there is evil afoot in the land. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be our land, although that is seriously, the jury's out on that, you know, but 
um, that this war is occurring in Europe, that Western Europe is on the brink of, you know, this could easily escalate into something so much worse than it is, even though it's incomprehensible to us that it could be any worse than it is, but it can be. And my sense of things is that it will get worse before it gets better. And this, I understand, is all part of the paradigm shift. I understand that. But I grieve. I feel, I grieve like I am a resident of Ukraine. I grieve for these innocent people, especially the children who are just, you know, their lives are, are being shattered, their lives are being ended for for really no purpose other than a little extra real estate. You know, just really, just for a male ego completely out of control. But on the morning of February 24th, and mind you, my darling, I've been writing to you, texting you, telling you for months how I feel like, you know, there's, uh, there's something ominous, there's something heavy. This feels like sort of Damocles time, you know, when when the troops began amassing on the border. Um, I, I knew he wasn't going to just say, I changed my mind, we're all going home. I knew he wasn't. Come on, Peanut. And, um, and so it just built up and it built up and it built up, and he built up his resources and, you know, put his plans in place that I could see coming a thousand miles away. And, um, and I mean, it was really hard to get through Christmas and try to be all jolly and, you know, lighthearted when um, I knew what was coming. And on the morning of February 24th, Sheena, I came out here on the terrace upon which I now sit. And it was a beautiful, beautiful morning, and it was quite early. It was like 7.30 in the morning. I'm usually not up quite that early. But I was sitting out here and looking up into the sky, and I said, oh, if there was a time, you know, to the galactic family, if there was a time to come, that time is now. I feel it. The time is now. The time now. is now. Please come now. and please help us. Please help us. And as clear as I've ever received any message ever um, in all these years of communication, I heard in my own mind and saw the words with my own eyes in front of my eyes. And what was said to me was said verbatim. This is what was said to me. If we are here, this planet and its people are in crisis. We are here. And six hours later, the war began. Six hours later. Ceremony of the Olympics. I saw him standing there watching the parade of nations. And I can feel him seething at how many of those medal-winning countries used to be his. And I knew we had a problem. Yep. Um, And here's the big problem, my darling, and you know it as well as I do. I I know you're not going to argue with me on this point, even though we do argue very well. Um, Well, we disagree. But not on this point. I don't think that we really argue. We just have 
occasional differences of opinion. Um, yes. But not on this. Here is the big shift. This is what has to happen. And I am not saying that all women are pure of heart and all women have the very best of intentions. This is not a sexist statement. It is a statement of fact. It is time for the nurturers and the protectors and the providers of life to take over on this planet. Because if we don't, we are doomed to find this sad segue into a world where men with evil intentions permanently rule, have all the money, have all the power, and rule from a place that is pure base ego. So it is up to the good men of the world who see this all for what it is to stand side by side and help empower the women who have the best of intentions, not the ones who are, you know, greedy SOBs that are, you know, looking to, because there are plenty of those that are looking to just, um, you know, occupy a powerful position and to, um, you know, capitalize on it. Um, you know, the opportunists are everywhere. But for women of good intention, with women of integrity, who see the big picture, who know that the only way that life can go on successfully on this planet is to be in positions of power where they can affect positive change. And that's what needs to happen. We don't need any more Hitlers. We don't need any more single authoritarian figures, male, little male figures, Tiny little men with enormous egos holding a sword to the neck of all of humanity. We have never been in this position before. We have never. Hitler did not have nuclear weapons. Okay, Mussolini did not have nuclear weapons. Stalin did not have nuclear weapons. I can go on and on and on for all the despots all the monsters out there that have destroyed their own people and robbed them blind forever. And that is what needs to stop. I, I agree. I knew I you would. I agree 100%. I just freaking knew you would. And I, and I will even would. go further than that, um, irregardless of gender. Um, people who walk in the light need to stop yes. being complicit. People who walk in the light need to ascend need. to positions of power for all the right reasons. Yes, people who walk in the light need to stop acting like this is all okay. Yeah, and that needs to stop too because there's nothing okay about this. We are the spiritual warriors for peace. It is not a counterintuitive concept because in a world where duality is the paradigm, then we have no choice but to to fight for what is right, to, you know, good conquers evil, love conquers fear all the time, but we can't ever give up hope. We have to 
we just have to go on and and be the ones that that wield the sword and say no this will not stand no this will not stand and you know the thing is that's so ironic about this is that everything that he wants to do which is basically to destabilize the world um um neuter uh nato uh if not abolish it um fracture it from within he had a lot of help for a while with that um and uh you know basically uh make the united nations what it right now appears to be which is uh just totally useless totally useless shame on them this is why they exist right here right now is why they exist and you know i'm just well, I, I am seriously that, unimpressed actions need to be taken a, now i think that we we're all trying to be very delicate because he has threatened he has said he's basically passive aggressively threatened nukes and i understand yes, why everybody's being I mean, I, yes, I, I do too. I, I understand why everything's playing out the way that it is, but this is the typical. This is a, a microcosmic episode yeah. um, of the trouble that we face, which is you can't let bullies win. That is one. Right. And That's one. Two is you. We cannot bow down in the face of darkness and tyranny. And that's what this is. This is tyranny. Well, tyranny, is just, tyranny and bullies and narcissists, right? That's just the three-dimensional equivalent of darkness. That's just how darkness plays out on the earth. Manifests. Yes, it manifests um, in that respect on this plane of action. Yeah. The real problem. Among many other ways. And... uh I'm I'm just very thankful at this point for I'm very thankful at this point that we have an editor in chief, I mean a, a commander in chief, who slash president who is anybody except someone who was friends with Putin because I think that yeah. we would have and been still is because you say what he just did. In Ukraine, according to the, you know, former ex, go away, please, um, was uh, a stroke of genius. Brilliance. Yeah. Brilliance. Of course. You know, um, okay, that well, is applying a label to an action that has already cost tens of thousands of lives, including Russian conscripts who are kids who didn't even know where they were going in the dead of winter, didn't even know what they were supposed, what was expected of them, didn't even know, called home crying to their mommies. Oh, my God, after they ran away from their tanks and into the countryside, and instead of, you know, having their throats cut, were handed a cell phone. You know, people saying, call your mother. You know, kids. And yet, uh, you know, I've the 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 human the ability for humans to commit acts of depraved indifference to harm each other in ways that are literally unspeakable um 
will never cease to shock and amaze me that this is the world that I somebody told me I supposedly chose to come here. I don't think so. I really don't. Not certainly not well informed about what earth is like. Beautiful place, don't get me wrong. Really beautiful, beautiful planet. But the pestilence that lives on it and feeds off its own has been a lifelong dilemma for me. And in the last five years plus, I've spent um, an inordinate amount of time either crying or being so angry that absolutely vile words come out of my mouth because it's the only way that I can express my anger as I yell at the television. You know, it's the only way to vent it. I have to burn it as jet fuel. You know, and and now, now, that makes everything else that we've been through, including the pandemic, which is not over yet, by the way, big news flash, not even remotely. Um, But all of that seems like grainy black and white to this Disney on mescaline technicolor carnage that is happening within the borders of a sovereign nation of peaceful people. And there is a part of me that just wants to step in some way, somehow, and handle this myself and be done with it. That's how angry I am. Now, you know, there's no getting to him. I'm aware of that. I'm not delusional. But what I can do is I can talk to people like you. I can do my shows. I can reach out to those who are just as upset and full of anxiety as I am, you know, and we can all work on healing together. I think it is so important, especially what you do. You are always, always honest. Sometimes some would say to a fault. You are so honest about the way that you share yourself with your listeners. And you don't hold anything back. And when you are in pain, you say so. When you are suffering, you say so. And you let them know that it's okay. You're going through it too. And I do precisely the same thing. You know, when I'm I'm buoyant and things are going well and, you know, we're, we're not on the verge of World War III, you know, I'm a little better than I am right now. Um, but this is this is very, very serious what we are um, on the precipice of. And if we do not address it, if we just choose to turn and walk away and not look, just not look at the train wreck, um, it spares us the view of the train wreck, but then we are uninformed about the fact that the train had to stop and the next crossing is where you're supposed to be driving. And if you're doing 100 miles an hour and not paying attention to the train wreck, you're not going to understand that that train 
is crossing <laughs> where you're about to drive at 100 miles an hour, you better slow down and take a look at what's ahead and take a look at what's behind and look in your peripheral vision and see what's going on in the world because otherwise you will be caught unaware and forewarned is forearmed. I completely agree with you, 100%. But I think it's important, because this is me, right, that we not lose our positivity in the face of all that, because we can't allow ourselves just to go into the negative. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and Um, I don't live, I don't live there, but I am, I, I do spend, I do spend a lot of time there right now. Because I cannot help but have a response to what I witness. And I can't not witness it. Yes. Yes, I know. But I I also know I'm sitting out here on my beautiful terrace at sunset in Florida watching the sun go down over Lake Apopka and the glow in the sky is something beyond glorious and the birds all flying back to their roosts on bird island in the lake is uh, a wonder to behold and i have my beautiful little dinky dog princess peanut buttercup sitting across from me on a lovely comfy bench just taking in the evening air and in that moment there is bliss in this moment, there is joy. So I haven't yeah. lost what is essentially and an intrinsically positive in my nature, nor can I be in any way dismissive of what is rising in me, something that I didn't know existed in me, which is full-blown, unadulterated, hatred and I have yeah. to let it rise because if I don't it will eat me alive then the darkness wins do you know what I mean that's I mean, right is, we, live, we live in a free will environment that is a balance of darkness and light and some people believe it's 90% light and 10% darkness and I always say well, well that's delusional Yep. Um, some people say that's when a person is thinking. bad like Putin, that, yep. that, that Putin, he's going to get it when he dies. And I think, well, how do we know that when Putin dies, instead of going through the tunnel of white, he'll go through the tunnel of black, and on the other end will be Hitler with a cake and candles saying, good job. You know what I mean? Good job. Those who bat for the other team, they just bat for the other team. And we can't do anything about that except raise our light quotient, raise our vibration, pick up our broadswords, and go out and slay some dragons. And that's a horrible insult to dragons. But It is a horrible insult to dragons. All we can do is fight the darkness. That's all we can do. And and be in service because you're not going to change a dark souled person. It's just not going to happen. You know, and so we can't, you know, we just have to fight for the light and protect the innocent as much as we can. 
Yes. And I know it's easy to feel helpless, like there's so many people that we can't help. Uh, but look how many people are stepping in to help refugees. Look at the wonderful work that England is doing. Look at the wonderful work that Poland is doing. Oh, my God. There was yeah. a couple in the very early days of the war when the refugees started pouring, pouring out of the country. Um, I saw a news broadcast from the BBC, and they were interviewing a couple who had um, driven down from Finland into Poland um, with a big, big cargo van. And they came and they said, we can take seven people and pets um, and your luggage. And we have a big house. And, you know, they went and spoke with the authorities and, you know, they made the arrangements and they chose uh, two families, mothers and children and their pets. And they loaded them all into their big ass van and drove them back to Finland to live in their big house overlooking a fjord, I'm sure. And um, they didn't have to do that, and they did it. You know, what is called for right now at this point in human evolution is a crisis of conscience. And that's hard to ask for from people who don't have one. But for those who do, they are stepping up in numbers that are amazing, taking people into their homes, taking people into their lives, forming new families, knowing that they might have them with them for years, knowing that this is a, a commitment that is most likely not short term and they're doing it anyway come and stay and they're doing it in the united states too i mean all of these there are tons of ukrainians in the united states that are making arrangements right now to have family members come over and move in with them mm-hmm. and you know and uh, it's it's a it's a wonderful thing to see it is the light It is the light that we seek when people reach out and extend during times that aren't necessarily so easy for them either. You know, I mean, we're still in the midst of a global pandemic. We're still in the midst of, uh, you know, inflation that's through the roof. And, you know, every time your your paycheck goes up uh, a dollar, the price at the grocery store goes up too. You know, I mean, it's you, it's like we just can't win for losing. You know, I mean, this has been a difficult time for many, many people of goodwill, and yet they mm-hmm. find a way to help. They find a way to yeah. contribute. They find a way. Life finds I, a way. I mean, life is scary, right? I filled my tank to go to Palm Springs for my birthday, $150 to, to fill a sedan. I mean, a, yeah. a, a small sedan. Um, and then uh, I was in Palm Springs, and we were hungry one night. We drove through a fast food place. Um, I won't say where, Carl's Jr. Two yeah. <laughs> Two fish sandwiches and a Coke, and it was $21. Yes. I mean, it's 
I don't know how people are affording to eat right now. I don't know how people are affording to do anything. It's a little scary. And I, I finally broke down and got covered California insurance because, you know, I was one of those that was like, I'm not going to take the government's money. I'm going to pay for my own insurance. But I had an insurance policy that wasn't even that great. I mean, it only covered 60% of medical procedures. And they had just, they upped it, was going to up it, they were going to up it starting in April to almost $1,500 a month. And I just was like, oh my God. Out of control. So I went to Covered California, 250 a month and 50 for dental. I haven't had dental since I was on my dad's policy when I was 22. Um, mm-hmm. I get this letter a couple of days ago from, from my old insurance carrier, whose name I won't mention, Anthem Blue Cross. And they basically said that the California Insurance Commissioner reviewed the amount they were going to charge me and decided that it was an unjust, unfair amount to charge someone for insurance, but that they were within their rights to charge me that anyhow. And my first thought was, bitch, I already canceled your insurance. But then I thought, really, you're going to send something out to someone saying the Insurance Commissioner of California said, we're charging you too much, but neener, 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 we're going to do it anyhow because here's the raspberry. I mean, that's kind of what's going on in the world right now, and that's another kind of darkness that we have to fight. We have to stop allowing others to, 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 to take advantage of us. I mean, that is a kind of darkness, right? You don't need to charge me that. In the last two years since COVID, I was paying 1200 a month. I made no medical claims. I didn't even see a doctor. I saw a doctor on March 1st of 2020, which was the day I got COVID, and I saw a doctor on the 31st of 2022. Nobody in between. All I did was pick up my medications, which aren't even that much money. Um, in, in, in November, they lost my online payment and cut my insurance off for two months while they appealed it. When I got my insurance oh. back, of course, I had to pay for those two months, but then they refused to pay for the medications I had to pay out of pocket. So now I know what my medications were out of pocket. They're like, you know, 35 bucks, 45 bucks, and there's five of them for a month. So mm-hmm. really? And then they were going to up it 200 a month? I mean, Really? It's just we live in like the wild, wild west in some instances yes. where somebody says, you know, you want that fish sandwich? 50 bucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? You want yeah. insurance? $2,000. How hungry are you? Just because, just because we can. And the government is saying this isn't fair, and we're saying we don't give a shit because we're big business. So we kind of have to now put on our holster and our bullets and be our best Clint Eastwood and decide Mm -hmm. what am I going to make my life? What am I going to put up with? And what am I not going to put up with in my life? And Mm -hmm. I am such an easy person. I hate when I'm forced to really get my Irish up, as my mama used to say, and, and make myself become the commander of my own life. But life is making us do that now. If you want something, you got to stand up for yourself. You know? Yes. 
if you want something yeah. now, you got to ask for it. If you think something's unfair, you got to say something. Yeah, if something say in so. the world is upsetting yep. you, say something. My 18-year-old stepdaughter uh, came to me a couple of days ago and said, what do you know about Bank of America? Because that's where my parents' account was, so I inherited that account and I kept it. And I think of all the times my mom complained about Bank of America, but um, the bank that she is currently banking with, whose name I won't mention, J.P. Morgan Chase, is um, apparently is feeding into this fossil fuel thing. And as you know, mm-hmm. these kids are aware. She's 18 years old. These kids know what they read. They go on the internet and they read stuff. And she's like, I don't want to be a part of anything. I don't want to give my money to anybody who's destroying the environment. Right. And I think you yeah. have to decide to make those decisions, right? Are you going to keep putting up with the status quo or are you going to say, no, you know what? If you're going to give all your money to anti-climate change and fossil fuel raping, then I don't want to bank with you anymore. And um, it's okay to make those decisions, but that means we have to get up off the couch, Annie, and put the bag of Cheetos down and turn off the Netflix and become uh, present warriors in our own lives. And man, that's hard because we've been we've been escaping for most of our lives, and especially mm-hmm. since everything got so crazy with COVID, we just escaped. And it's you know what I mean. I want a coconut cream pie and a tranquilizer, and to sit and watch you know West Side Story over and over again. I'm with my mom, but unfortunately, I know wasn't that great. Yeah, it was great. The new one's great. Unfortunately, so. that's not what it's not what we're allowed to do right now. You know. No, it's not. It's not. And escapism is a lovely thing when done in moderation, when you feel like you're right on the verge of your head blowing off. And maybe the very best thing to do when that happens is to go watch a musical. But we can't stay there. We have to pay attention to what's coming. We have to pay attention to... uh, everything that's going on around us, because if we do not, it will sneak up or it will cross the track in front of us and come to a dead stop. And then we will impact Mm -hmm. it in an entirely different way. Yes. Yes. And so, you know, we now, we now, unfortunately, the time of complacency is over and now is the time for us to figure out what kind of world we want to live in. Sucks. <laughs> but it is what it is, right? Yes. It is, my darling. Yes, it is. But you know what? On on the other side, I just, I can't allow myself to, I know things are going to get harder and things are going to get worse. I know this. But I have to believe that on the other side of this, that we're going to have a whole new understanding, a whole new sense of, I think one of the problems that human beings face right now is we've had to become so isolated and insular um, during COVID that we've also become um, in, in the collective 
um, a little more self-absorbed, worried about our own condition, worried about, but naturally, you know, am I going to have enough money to keep this roof over my head? Am I going to have enough money to, to keep my family fed? Am I going to be able to navigate these treacherous waters without drowning? You know, these are all legitimate fears that we are yeah. all being confronted with simultaneously. All of us are, you know, and now, I mean, the night that Putin's army was shooting indiscriminately at a nuclear power plant, I was the one in meltdown. I was the one, you know, cuddled up in the fetal position praying, please, oh, dear God, please, please, this happen. You know, and for hours, I just prayed and prayed and prayed and rocked and rocked and and just went into deep, deep, a place I've never been before. It wasn't a sanctuary. It was, I, I think I actually peered into my own soul and saw what power I have to affect positive change in this world. Yes. And I knew yes. I was not the only one who was praying that night. Millions and millions and countless millions of people all over this planet were praying that night that this not happen, that we don't have another Chernobyl. Please, God, don't let this happen. And, you know, of, of the seven weeks of hell on earth unleashed, that was the moment. Those were the moments, those hours when I went to a, a whole different place that was so quiet and so deep within myself that I feel like I unleashed something within me that has carried me ever since through some very dark days and I'm grateful for it, but it took that kind of feeling imperiled, that kind of panic, that kind of threat to uh, force me that deeply inward. And I came out stronger. And I know that on the other side of this, we will change this world for the better, that this is happening as grotesque and depraved as it is. It is happening for a reason. And if we do not learn our lesson well this time, my darling, then we have no right to utter the words never again. Yep. Heavy sign. You know what? Heavy and with that, we're out of time, my friend. But you're going to be with me for Haunted Playground. So I'm excited about I that am. this week. I Are get we going to talk about ghosts? Yeah, yes, let's, let's talk about ghosts and stuff. But okay. I think we did a good job of talking about how we need to get into gear and raise this vibration. Where can people find you online, my friend? Oh, just, you know, can find me on Facebook. I have a main page. I have the Buttercup Brigade. Buttercup Brigade is the best place to reach me directly. It's on Facebook. It's my fan page that I created because I'm a fan of my fans. And, um, you know, they're wonderful people. It's, a, it's an incredible gathering of souls in cyberspace. It's wonderful. 
Um, my uh, website is down for repairs. Uh, we're in the process of uh, completely redoing it. So um, don't bother going there, n not right now. Um, and uh, other than that, I'm, I'm just everywhere. Just You can just Google my name. I'm kind of everywhere. Perfect, 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 perfect. Um, I'm looking forward to having you back on the Hotness Playground. Uh, the wonderful yes. your parent, everybody, isn't it fantastic if you miss those links? Uh, Sheena Metal Spiritual, that's how you find me for all your psychic and spiritual and paranormal needs. Uh, I'm everywhere on Facebook at, um, at Sheena Metal. I'm on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, social media, everywhere at Sheena Metal. You may even find me on some places you didn't know I was. Um, and then, of course, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday after my radio shows, Tuesday, Wednesday after my video show on KGRA on Friday. I'm on Live Paranormal's video channel, which is facebook.com slash Paranormal. I will be there tonight doing I Am Raising Your Vibration and tomorrow night doing Haunted Playground after dark. Haunted Playground, of course, airs every Wednesday at 5 o'clock Pacific time here on Live Paranormal's radio channel and Raising the Vibration Tuesdays at 5 o'clock here. Uh, till I see you next time, seek peace, live in love, lead with kindness, embrace unity, always raise your vibration. I love you all so much, and I'll see you soon. Take care. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.